Hey everybody, it's Michael here, and you're listening to a breaking audio update edition of the Goody Reader Radio Show. Welcome back to the Goody Reader Radio Show. My name is Michael, and of course, I'm joined today by Digital Book World's own Jeremy Greenfield. How are you? I'm okay, Michael. How are you? Not too bad. It's uh, Thanksgiving here in Canada, so happy Thanksgiving to all my fellow Canadians. And And happy Thanksgiving to you, Michael. Thank you very much, my friend. So, the big story of the day is adult content and how it's starting to become a major issue with uh, W.H. Smith pulling their entire website down and Amazon, Kobo, and Barnes & Noble really going to town to delete a lot of self-published content that, morality-wise, is very questionable. It's a lot of erotica. It's a lot of uh, sort of the quote-unquote porn content. What do we know? Well, you know, I'm I'm a little surprised that it's taken this long for these websites to catch on, that there's a lot of content that many people would find objectionable uh, on them. You would have thought that when Fifty Shades of Grey sold mil- tens of millions of e-books that they would have, you know, seen where where the wind was blowing, which which, which direction it was blowing. But, you know, I wonder, Fifty Shades of Grey really uh, brings this into sharp relief. Where do you draw the line? Um, you know, a lot of content's being taken. WH Smith's website just down until they can solve the problem. They say, um, you know, Kobo and Amazon and Barnes and Noble all seem to be pruning um, the sites based on their own policies. Uh, but, but where do you draw the line? Why is it that certain content, which may be found objectionable by some people but not by others, is okay, and some is is bad? And, and I don't mean to ask that question. I want to go go through each one of the different titles and why it's okay or not. But it just brings up a, a very sticky question for these retailers of culture, which is, you know, where do they draw the line when it comes to censorship? Well, I think that the the crux of the issue for people who are unfamiliar about what's going on is it surfaced with W.H. Smith and a lot of parents going to the children's 
uh, book section and typing in bedtime stories, daddy, innocent terms, and then it would bring in a lot of sexual content having to do with like incest, violent sexual behavior, and this is like parents looking and kids looking in the children's section, and it, it's basically because... Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo all have self-publishing platforms, but they don't have dedicated sections for those self-published books. Those published books are, you know, uh, amongst all the other books in the ecosystem. So with, say, Kobo Writing Life, there's no dedicated Writing Life section in the bookstore. Anything that's self-published is intermixed with everything else. And you have people that are looking to give their books maximum exposure, so they um, stuff it with keywords. So no matter kind of what you're looking for, those books will normally pop up for you. And that's the big issue. And what we've encountered now is Amazon and Barnes & Noble both pulling content from there, but Kobo seems to be doing it en masse. So Kobo actually released a statement to us today saying, Kobo has reviewed its catalog and removed the content, authors, and publishers in question. We are also evaluating new procedures to help ensure that this type of content will not become available on Kobo's site or those of our partners in the future. This unfortunate situation is the result of a select group of publishers and authors violating the self-publishing policies on our platform. These titles have been removed, and we will address the individuals in question directly. And they said that they'll further elaborate on this um, on Tuesday. So tomorrow we'll find out a little bit more about it. Yeah, you know, I think all of these sites have a policies in place to prevent, you know, some kinds of objectionable material being uploaded. For instance, uh, incitements to violence. Um, you know, different countries have different hate speech laws, so, you know, uh, things surrounding hate speech, and, and of course, you know, pornography or, or objectionable pornographic material. Um, but, you know, this is kind of a self-policing environment. You, you can check a box and click a button that says, you know, of course I agree that my, my piece of content is not objectionable, and it may very well be, and that's obviously what's happened uh, here. And with so many self-published titles being published, I mean, Bowker came out with a a report showing that the number of self-published ISBNs being purchased is just continuing to explode uh, into uh, nearly 400,000 now in the U.S. last year. Um, how how are these sites going to police these self-published titles? And I think the fact that you bring up uh, that there is no specific section or, or uh, designations for for some of this stuff, um, you know, is a really good point. Maybe Amazon should have a little place in the back of the store where people who are interested can uh, find um, you know, the material that they're looking for, so to speak, and it won't be mixed in with search results uh, for with families and children looking for you know, bedtime stories. I totally agree. And I mean, this issue is pretty well only exclusive to self-published titles. And W.H. Smith really came out and said that you know, this is an industry-wide problem resulting directly from self-publishing. And it's you know, people are capitalizing on this whole erotica wave that was really stimulated, no pun intended, by Fifty Shades of Grey. And a lot of people are saying that the reason why Fifty Shades of Grey did so well is that it was one of the first books that really took advantage of the global nature of ebooks, where, you know, in the past, a lot of books were limited to specific markets, and some books were, you know, uh, 
at book fairs like London Book Fair, BEA, Frankfurt, uh, the book rights. So people would like bid on the German rights or the Western European rights. But with ebooks, it's not like that. You could submit a book and sell it worldwide instantly through just a few retailers. And that's really kind of how this sort of erotica genre is getting as big as it is. But you could see that it's creating this massive problem where if you're looking innocently for kids' books or for bedtime stories and you're finding stuff to do with like incest and, and, and threesomes and all this type of stuff, you know that there's a problem because it's, it's polluting genres that should not have that content and now that content is everywhere. So it, it's harder to discover ebooks when you're searching specific genres because it's all intermixed. And I've actually brought this to all these companies' attentions many times when I'm there for checking out new products, new hardware, when I'm meeting with them at um, you know book fairs or you know various uh, meetings and things like that and I I often say you know why don't you create a dedicated section for self-published titles and a lot of them tell me that you know they can't do that because they have to they have to have that intermixed with the standard publishers titles or 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 in some cases you're relegating these authors to the stigma of being a self-published author and those books that they self-publish are not intermixed amongst all you know regular published and rather regular trade type of books then you're kind of promoting that stigma against self-published authors and so it's coming back to bite them in the ass yeah i think that's so and and you know you also have to wonder going back to 50 shades of gray of gray why is that okay and some other stuff not okay and you know the the question then further is if we're saying that you know 50 shades of gray is okay is what people are are people upset that this material is being made available at all by companies like Amazon or are they just upset that it's mixing in with the search results when they're trying to look with their kids or you know at, at a you know at a time when they don't want to see stuff like that um so so I wonder about that and it gets to a very very sensitive issue especially here in the US where do you draw the line when it comes to censorship how do you decide what is okay for everyone and what isn't okay for everyone. Um, so I can understand why these companies are in a pickle. And, and you know, of course, you know, they're benefiting greatly from this. But I, but I can think of one really big advantage to creating a special sort of you know, fenced-off section of a site. Um, if I am somebody who is looking for material like that, um, you know, there, there would be a place that I could go to discover things that I may not have known existed. You know, this is the old book discovery problem. Um, could could sort of be addressed by a special section of the site, but you know Amazon is a very family friendly company and they sell everything, uh, and I'm not sure that that a company like Amazon or a company like Kobo wants to go down that road. Yeah, I I totally concur. I think that a lot of the titles that are being pulled right now are from specific sort of self-publishing companies, but more or less they have a lot of ob objectionable uh, cover art. So they have like phallic pictures and things like that that you know you look at that picture and despite the fact that you're just browsing say you know general fiction or you're 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 say to go on with like the wh smith problem you're you're browsing a kid's category and you're seeing you know my little pony and you know spongebob squarepants and then you're seeing a picture of a big muscular dude embracing some naked woman and 
I could see how parents would object to that. Well, you know, parents, they object to pretty much everything. Well, Um, I mean, I don't have any kids myself, but I mean, if I'm, say with uh, Amazon, they really hype Kindle free time as a way that parents could make an account for their kid on their tablet and, you know, limit their reading sessions, limit how much they can play games, uh, limit their purchases, and limit what they can view in the bookstore. And so if they're, say, okay, you know, I, I could see kids' books and, and enhanced ebooks being something that is aimed directly at kids. I'll let my kid browse that. And the kid's browsing that and finding all this erotica content in, in, you know, in there, that's not kosher. Because it's sort of defeating the whole purpose of having dedicated genres devoted towards sort of parent-approved and safe material, and then you're having all this, like, erotic content in there. It just it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and, and these companies are all really going after that family segment pretty hard. Um, all of the major retailers have a children's dedicated, you know, play. There are many companies outside of the major retailers that are trying to spur this this market to life. And I think, you know, the device makers are invested in this market as well, especially when it comes to the enhanced content. So that really seems like the group they want to cater to. But you have to wonder, how much money are they making off of this stuff? I mean, you know, forget about Fifty Shades of Grey. How much money are they making off of the non-Fifty Shades of Grey material, the stuff that's that's maybe a little bit raunchy or a little bit more objectionable? Uh, and I wonder about that. Maybe they, they willfully turned a blind eye to it. I mean, listen, they're very, very... Um, knowledgeable about what is in their catalogs, what is being sold, what is being downloaded. Um, and you have to wonder, you know, did some of these retailers wait until they have, you know, got caught to uh, to bring some of these things to light and do something about it? Um, you know, pornography has obviously always been uh, a very profitable business, and it's just one of those things that, that people, it's, it's hugely popular. It's one of the most popular things to do on the Internet in general. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, and this is pure speculation if, you know, this was a known problem and action is, is now being taken because, um, you know, people uh, have, have brought the public's attention to it. Yeah, I would hesitate to say that probably erotica is one of the most popular segments of publishing right now. I mean, going back to our bestseller list that we compiled data from major file sharing and, and torrent sites, I would probably say that about... Seven of our top ten list is all erotica. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. It's our ebook bestseller list, which is compiled from sales rank data of the major ebook retailers, is you know has some stuff on it that's on the sexy side. You know, the Fifty Shades of Grey and the and the you know like the Sylvia Day books are on there a lot, although they haven't been the past couple of weeks. But there is some self-published stuff that you can tell is sort of the the quote-unquote bodice-ripping sort. Although I know we don't say that anymore in reference to romance literature. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know most of it's the big time uh, big publishers putting out you know big time books by big time authors. So it, it's interesting that on the one hand you've got these sales ranks that are showing in these major retailers that the big sellers are the ones you see in the front table of Barnes and Noble for the most part. But when you look at file sharing sites and what people are sharing and downloading and pirating and and that that it, that it leans toward erotica. I mean that's really interesting to me. Yeah, I find it's interesting as well, and I think it's because. It comes back to ebook discovery. It's quite easy on torrent sites to be able to filter genres. So if I'm looking just for like erotica, it's clicking a little flag and you're seeing what's the most popular stuff out there. And if, you know, if a book has 10,000 downloads, 
you're going to check that out because it it has 10,000 people sharing the book so you can download it instantly. You have people commenting on it. So people are, are, are brutally honest on file sharing sites where maybe they're not as honest reviewing those books on, say, an Amazon or a Kobo and things like that. Or in Kobo's case, because they ditched the Goodreads API, you can't even leave book reviews anymore on, on Kobo on their website or through their app. So, you know, it, it's funny that, that you see erotica being so popular right now on torrent sites but it's also very popular you know through these major retailers and it comes back to it is what you know what do you think jeremy that these publishers could do short of just deleting everything to make erotica not permeate into other genres you know i think these companies are big operations. They have they have really uh, you know a lot of money at stake in doing what they want to do, what they need to do. I think there are a couple options here. Um, one, you know, create the culture police internal resources that are used to go and say, okay, Fifty Shades of Grey, okay, this other book about bestiality, not okay. Um, you know, create a set of rules around that and be very clear to the self-published authors that you know if your book has nudity on the cover, if your book you know, has XYZ on the cover. If your book has XYZ in the title or in the keywords or in the actual content of the book, it will be dinged, it will be taken down, and actually really go, you know, book to book. And I think that's an expensive effort, and I don't know if any of the companies are going to do it, but it might be, you know, one of the only ways to keep their stores clean enough. Um, option number two, I think, would be to create, you know, a, a sectioned-off storefront where these books wouldn't appear in search at all unless you went to that section or to allow users to basically say, check a box when they, the next time they log on to the site, the next time they log on to Kindle or wherever, to say, you know, I don't want this kind of stuff appearing in my search results. Now, of course, I think that might make a lot of privacy people feel uncomfortable, where if you didn't check that box, maybe Amazon would then sort of monitor you in a way that, that was different. Um, but let's face it, Amazon already pretty much knows everything about you if you ever really bought stuff from them. Um, so I think it's a really tough thing to do. Uh, you know, one of the truths of the Internet has always been that porn is just you know, a huge, huge part of it. It permeates everything on the Internet. And it's, I think it's really changed people's expectations when going online. It, it's changed people's you know, um, thoughts around propriety. I think if you just turn on any major uh, cable network or even broadcast network today, the things that you'll see on television in prime time well, would have been thought of as scandalous you know, decades ago. Um, and I think the Internet has something to do with the changing of, of our feelings around that sort of thing. So I don't think they have any really good options. Um, but you also have to consider a lot of this is about PR. So maybe they take some action right now, it goes out of the news for a while, and then they can just kind of let it simmer. Uh, I don't know. What do you think they should do? Well, I think it comes back to, you look at a bookstore. Um, in Canada here, uh, Chapters and in Indigo is probably the largest bookstore chain that we have. And so you have pretty well one big chain dominating in all of Canada in terms of um, you know, if you want to walk into a major bookstore and have a few floors of books, that's the store that you go to. And I can't think of a time when I've walked into that bookstore and seen even just an entire section devoted to like nudie books and, and, and people, you know, half naked things, you know, phallic images on the cover, you know, sort of uh, really erotica stuff. I They just don't even carry that type of stuff. Whereas with ebooks, why is it so okay 
that you could do that in the digital realm, but you can't, but it's, you know, when you look at a big chain bookstore making the buying decisions, that they're not really buying that stuff and showcasing it in the store or at least giving it prominent uh, book display area. If you know, if erotica is doing so well, why aren't I walking in the door and seeing like big cardboard cutouts? You know, why aren't I seeing like you know fifty books stacked right against each other? If that genre is selling so well, why isn't it there? Why is it just squirreled away in a darkened corner? You know, because uh, that's mm-hmm. the way that it is. And I think that. Digital companies should borrow a cue from how bookstores present this content and make it so when I'm walking in the door, I'm not greeted by like a wall of dicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but why is it okay for a digital bookstore to do that, get away with it, and make a copious amount of money from it at the expense of polluting the children's section? I, I think that. It's kind of what I said all along. They should make dedicated sections for self-published titles. And they should create subsections for that, for like erotica and this and that. Otherwise, if you don't do that, you're just going to continue this problem. And as ebooks become more popular and, you know, you look at major companies like, uh, you know, Penguin and, you know, HarperCollins and Simon & Schuster, they all say that, you know, statistically – between 21 and 25% of all of their revenue comes from ebooks. And if you look at like these Bakker reports, that's only going to increase, you know, as the years go on. I mean, we've seen, you know, it being 9%, 12%, 20% over the years since we've all been covering this industry, and it's it's not going down, it's not leveling off, it's dramatically increasing and if this problem isn't solved soon this is going to be a huge problem in like a few years from now when self-publishing is even bigger than before more ISBN numbers are sold than ever before and we just have so many more you know thousands and hundreds of thousands of erotica titles going into these stores side by side with everything else and just making ebook discovery digitally even harder to manage than before yeah, absolutely, and and it's why maybe these uh, companies want to invest in in a little bit of manpower to deal with this. Uh, maybe there's a way they can invest in computers to do this, but it's a very dangerous place to go, especially in the U.S. Um, uh, because censorship is such a, a hot button issue. Uh, so they they have to tread carefully, but I think you're right. They have to do something. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that this is just a U.S. problem either. I mean, I think that the the stores right now making the big decisions is WH Smith, you know, closing their entire ebook store, and that's in the UK. And uh, Waterstones re- released official statements on this, also saying that they're rem- that you know that they're explaining how they are trying to suppress this information as well. And these are UK companies, but it's. It's kind of disturbing to see that the UK right now is leading the charge for this, but there really isn't any official statements from Barnes & Noble or Amazon about this that are two, two big U.S. companies. Yeah, I, but, you, but, but what I mean by the whole hot button issue thing is that, you know, I think that in Europe and in other places in the world, people would generally just accept 
that, um, you know, they can't get certain things from the store because they're censored. You know, and Germany has very specific uh, heat speech laws. And I think people in general accept that, you know, they're not going to see certain kinds of materials in their stores or they can't get them anywhere because they violate those laws. But in the U.S., you know, the First Amendment is such a hot-button issue and censorship is such a hot-button issue that, um, you know, I can... I can envision there being some blowback if it's not handled in just the right way. So we'd like to hear your thoughts. You can comment on this uh, radio show um, on our website, and you could get a you could weigh in on the matter if we've missed something specifically, or if you want to talk about your specific title being pulled. If you have ideas on what do you think, or as our listeners that these companies could do to solve this problem, we'd like to hear from you. So you can drop a comment on here and um, we'll do our best to reply and even forward it to the companies that matter. So this has been a, a breaking news update to the Goody Reader radio show. And we've mainly talked about self-published erotica titles and the firestorm that has really came down uh, in the last 24 hours. So thanks, Jeremy, for doing the show as always. Uh, and it, always my pleasure, Michael. All right, cool. So we'll talk to you guys later. You've been listening to the Goody Reader Radio Show, and everybody take care. <laughs>